This podcast is supported by Red Energy, powered by the mighty Snowy Hydro, a leader in renewable energy. Red is 100% Australian owned and local. Phone 131 806. Welcome to Tuesday with Ash Pollard, thanks to Red Energy, 100% Australian electricity and gas, that's Red Energy. In this series, I'll be chewing the fat with my famous friends and a few foodies so we can learn more about them as human beings through their love of food. My guest today is AFL's controversial Collingwood cowboy, Dane Swan. A softie at heart, culture vulture, and recently turned his hand to food critiquing during isolation, he is Australia's triple threat. And by way of introduction, here's Dane in action promoting regional Victorian fare. As you know, I'm a renowned master chef. Well, I own a pub. The Swan Hill region has locally grown food and wine that's worth travelling for. So stop for a brew and that view. Visit the Swan Hill region and tell them Swanee sent you. Ah, oh, mate. <laughs> I thought I didn't really need to listen to that. <laughs> Thanks for that. I thought I'd start the show off strong because uh, you seem like you are an avid foodie. You're an expert. That's Can you right. just explain quickly what that uh, commercial was? Great part of the, the world, Swan, Swan Hill. Swan Hill. And coincidentally enough, my last name's Swan. Oh, yeah, so, fancy that. Um, I used to date a bloke in Swan Hill. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I know, and that's why it probably ended. Yeah, um, no, great part of the world. I think I've boosted tourism numbers by about 400%, but um, I'm making that number up, but I think it sounds about right. Anything that you ate in Swan Hill that particularly um, took your fancy? I had a joke there, but this is a PC PC (laughs) podcast, so I will not say it. But We can read between the lines. No, I think I was in and out in 24 hours, but I did go to the local pub and it was just like I think I said a Palmer and stuff, so there's a lot of Michelin star restaurants up in... Swan Hill, but um, listen, great part of the world, and if they pay me again, I'll promote it. <laughs> so otherwise, we'll just leave it at that. Nothing's for nothing, Ash. No. Apart uh, from this uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, well, actually, yeah, you, you are doing this FOC, so I do thank you very much for that. That's uh, friendship right there. Wanted to shine a light on you and mm. I and our history, actually. We have a lot in common, and I'm oh, sure right you way. probably don't think that. Despite you looking like a criminal and me looking not like a criminal. Well. We are both from criminal backgrounds. Are we? Yes. So you um, you are a direct descendant of Thomas Flanagan, who was an Irish convict. Uh, who Aren't was... we all at some stage? No. 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 Okay. Um, he was transported to Australia in 1849. And I myself... I'm also of convict descent. My, whoever he was, James Thurley is his name, from England, was convicted of robbery. He stole a loaf of bread. Did he? Yeah. Then he got shipped off to Tassie. Can you believe it? Well, I can. I can. I've always thought there was something suspicious about you. I mean, yeah. I'm not a fabulous sports person, so maybe I didn't get those genes mm. or, you know, whatever, but we're, that. we're certainly both criminals, you and I, well, descendants of. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Have you ever been to Tasmania? Yeah, I have actually, a couple of times. You fancy it? Mm. Oh. Uh, at least I don't mind it. Let's like, would I live there? And absolutely not. I've been to Mona, which is, which is Mona's nice. Mona's good. Mm. Well, it's weird. It's interesting. I've uh, been to a couple of wineries down there. Had a charity football match down there this year. I don't mind it for a weekend, but 
I wouldn't live there. No, that's probably why I live in Melbourne. So you are of convict descent, which I find really interesting because Mm. I am too. You are dating. You're in a pretty serious relationship with a a Yank, Mm, Taylor. Um, She's American from New York. You've shared with me before that she is quite a keen baker. Yep. And I was interested in finding out what her forte was. And you said cinnamon scrolls. Yeah, that's, well, she's an excellent cook. Mm. Um, way better than me. Um, Taylor is uh, is an amazing cook. Um, what's her forte? Like everything, to be honest. She's a vego, so. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, she's a vego. How do you deal with that? Well, during Corona, I don't, I don't eat probably vegetarian five days a week. Are you serious? I had yeah. no idea. Just because of the fact that. It's I don't, easier. I don't cook. Yeah, it's easier. Yeah. And be, I think if Taylor wasn't a good cook and we, it would be different. But like, I actually don't notice it. Like, I wouldn't, there's no way I would eat like a fake chicken or, you know, like a, oh, like, yeah, like, that, a fake sausage roll. Yeah. <clears throat> like, Taylor works in the food industry randomly enough. So, funnily enough, I was hungover, which is randomly enough one day. <laughs> I was laying on the couch and Taylor was out, I don't know, doing yoga or Pilates or someone. I was like, geez, I'm hungry. For some reason, I went in the freezer and there were sausage rolls in there. And I was like, oh, what a find. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. You beauty. So I've cooked them, do them properly in the oven and stuff like that. Perfect. Got them out. I had a bite of one. I was like, I really want to swear. But I was like, geez, that is that is not a sausage roll. And I looked at the packaging and it was like meat-free sausage rolls. So I'd wasted half an hour getting them out, <laughs> put them in the oven, and they were like vegan sausage rolls, something like that. But they were gross. To be fair, they're actually getting better, but- but going back to vegetarian, in my head, I was like, if I'm going to eat vegetarian, I'm going to eat vegetarian. I'm not going to, I'd just I'd rather eat meat. If I'm going to have. If you're going to look for substitutes, you're not, you're just not no, going to. No, I also won't eat the, I'm not going to eat a meat free sausage roll or a meat free chicken. You know, it's just ridiculous in my opinion. If you're going to eat it, just eat a salad or whatever it is. But I couldn't agree tell, more. But Taylor's so creative with her food. It honestly doesn't, I don't notice not eating meat. Like she'll cook my meat. Or you know, chicken stuff like that. But and this is not to say that I don't want to get in trouble. Say women should be in the kitchen all the time. <laughs> the last time I was in here, shit hit the fan. So <laughs> I don't want to do it again. Yeah. But well, it doesn't actually bother me. But um, I don't want to ruin your career, Ash. I've Thank ruined you. a couple. I appreciate so that. I'm not saying that women should be in the kitchen and that's their job. But Taylor is an exceptional cook, and every time I cook, I'm actually getting better. But I'd probably do it once a week now. I didn't know she was vegetarian, and yeah. I and I did not know that off the back of her being vego that mm. subsequently you are too. Really, do you crave meat? No, I don't. But like, if I'm going to go out, I'll go out f- for like a steak joint or something like that. Well, you often mm. think about sports people and their diets, and and when you were playing footy, did you eat? Yeah, meat? well, it's a bit different. Obviously, I've been retired since 2016, so. The night before, I'd always eat chicken risotto, and the two nights pre, I would eat like spaghetti spag bowl. Oh, you know, so simple. Um, yeah, why not? I don't think it wasn't because I thought it'd give me energy or something, which apparently it does. Just because chicken risotto is one of my favourite meals, and I only ate it. I've been eating it probably should probably eat that again. I've been eating <laughs> it like a couple of years just because I don't play footy. It was just a routine, and spag bowl um, was two nights out. Because they're one of my two favourites, so that's the reason why I eat them, and I would eat them with meat. And Taylor would Taylor cook them. If not, I would cook them. Um, Have you seen that um, Netflix documentary about a plant based diet in the sporting industry? Do you know the one I'm talking about? I know you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. No, 
That's really interesting. It's very one-sided, of course. Mm. But everybody jumped on the bandwagon mm. after that. Everybody was certain <laughs> that a plant-based diet was the way to go in order to, to get peak precision. And yeah, well, like you said, like it would be bison. For everything, there's a rule for everything. Like you can you know, read a hundred different articles about what's good for you and what's better for you. Like every diet is apparently meant to be the best. This eating all meat. I've got a mate who's eating on a meat diet, is eating 1.5 kilos of meat a day and that's it. Carnivore vibes. I don't know whatever that is, like 1.5 kilos. The documentary is called The Game Changers. Yeah, so I'll, I'll flick by it, but to be honest, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to watch docos now because I eat meat and nothing's going to change me and I have no interest in watching animals being killed. I love animals, but I'm still going to eat them. I wouldn't eat my dog, but, you know, <laughs> like I wouldn't, but not keen on bats either, but. Oh, no, no, um, we don't want a Wuhan scenario. No, we don't. I'm not going to be tricked into going vegan or vego because chickens are getting killed and like, it's horrible, but I'm going to eat them. You can always go and you really enjoy going to the Pran Market, don't you? I do indeed, yes. Yeah, so you can go to the Pran Market and get familiar with your butcher and find out where your meat comes from and how it's slaughtered. Like you're allowed to ask those questions. Yeah, well, that doesn't interest me. Like I, I don't need to know but poor, you... poor Barry the cow was sitting in the field for, you know, grazing on some grass three days ago. Now he's... In my belly, I have no interest in hearing that. But wouldn't you prefer to know that? I don't want to think about it either way, whether they're like... It's oh, a, so you're going to be ignorant? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, yeah, so I'm just going to ignore it. And like every time I have a fork of meat, some pork on my fork, Yeah. like I'm not thinking, oh, poor old Barry the pigs, buddy, you know, gone down with this one or, you know, Henry the chicken. I understand that animals get killed for me to eat meat, but I don't want to think about it. I did hear not that long ago a friend of mine was saying he was vegetarian because he didn't like looking into a cow's eye and seeing that it had a soul. He couldn't eat the cow for that reason, but then he will eat fish. And I said, well, have you ever looked into a fish's Mm. eye? Because they too have a soul. And his answer to that was, no, fish don't have souls. I'm happy to eat them. They they don't have a heart. Exactly. Do do they have a heart? Yes, of course they do. Well... Some say I don't have a heart, but I would imagine I have one. Um, you don't have a heart either, I don't think. But whatever excuse it is to help you eat meat, I've no problems with that. But no documentary, no person in this world is going to change my mind that I'm never going to eat meat. That's just a simple fact. I don't care what happens. If you pay me a billion dollars, I may think about it. <laughs> money talks, obviously. Yeah. But um, it'd have to be significantly high figure for me never to eat meat again. Even then, I'm not sure I can do it. But if you're a vegetarian or you're vegan, that's no problems. But don't throw it in my face. I was just going to take a hop, skip and a jump back to you mentioning that you don't have a heart and that's totally not true. Oh, no. I said it just so you'd say it. <laughs> you were fishing. Yep. People don't know. There's a lot of layers to you that people don't know that they perhaps don't even try to get to know about you, but you you are a deep individual. I believe you're loyal and you actually care. But what is really interesting about you is that you really like musical theatre and mm-hmm. eating out. Well, well, I think everyone likes eating out. But no, yeah. no, not everybody. Okay, but you, well, you're actually quite a cultural, you know, a well-rounded yeah, individual. Well, yeah, I like going out for dinner. It's probably because Taylor is such a great cook. I don't go out for better food. I just, it's probably more a social aspect of going out as, you know, you're a social butterfly, some will say, Ash. So <laughs> um, it's more just getting out of the house and trying new food. And, like, I'll, I'll try anything apart from vegan sausage rolls, mm. which I have tried, unfortunately. <laughs> but, 
you know, it's more the social scene, getting out, seeing friends and having a bottle or two of red and or a couple of beers and having good food. Yeah, absolutely. Very important part of society. So when COVID lifts and we're able yeah. to go out and be social yeah. again and, and venues are opening once more for us to go and dine at, what's the first place you're going to go and eat at? Well, it depends who I'm with. If I'm with Taylor, I'll probably be sushi Japanese because I don't think Japanese travel as well, mm. like with Uber Eats and, and dumplings as well, which is a different cuisine, but I don't think dumplings don't travel well either. So if I'm with the boys, it'll be like a steak place, like Squires Loft or something like that. Get some, Ooh. eat like a kilo of ribs and you know, mm. steaks, probably, probably something like that. Ugh. Have you ever been to um, Shanghai Street Dumplings in Chinatown in Melbourne? No, I don't think so. I, just, oh. I stay in my own little pocket of the world. You need to get out of your pocket mm. and head over to Chinatown and try that. Jo- you will not yeah. be disappointed. Okay. In fact, maybe you have eaten there. Oh, no, you haven't. It was me and Chris Smith. Okay, yeah, so another burn me again. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, no worries. Sorry we didn't invite yeah, you. Yeah, brush me again. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this bloody podcast. Okay, we'll just shift that one aside. I wanted to touch on something that you did the other day on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a controversial post that you made, in fact, uh, about these. And this is uh, an Allen's party mix. Mm, seemed to be open as well. Yeah, I thought I'd just try a few on the way here. Now, you lined these up and you did best to worst. Yeah, worst to best. I think I counted them down. Um, would you like to just tell me why you don't like the bananas? Listen, it's not the fact that I dislike them. I just, to be honest, I ranked fruit, I think, after that and the bananas was second last after the pear. But So you're not a banana guy? No, well, these bananas, I just think it's not a lolly. It's not like a gelatinous lolly. It's like, and then like, you sit on the couch and you eat a couple... And it breaks off and you end up with more mess than what you started with, obviously. The banana for me, listen, it's my opinion and my opinion's obviously right. <laughs> um, they're the worst of the bunch. I think it's a clear decision. I think it's an easy decision to make. Okay, so you put number one and in, in this in this mix there's like Wrong uh, texture or something, I don't know. How many how many lollies in this party mix? Seven or something like Eight. Eight, okay. Eight. Well yeah. you knew, so why'd you ask me? Just testing. Okay. Number one, you put snakes. Yeah. Number two, Jelly Babies. Three, the Black Cat. Black Cat's like a licorice kind of vibe, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, you either like that or you don't. It's in those. I would buy a pack of Black Cats before I would buy a pack of anything below that after that. That's- this is where it gets weird. After the Black Cat, in number four, you've done a Red Frog. That's classic. I can't believe you put it after the Black Cat. What do you mean? Why? Peaches and Cream is next. Yeah. Strawberries and cream. Then you've got the milk bottle. I agree with you on the milk bottle. Well, it's tasteless. Yeah, and strawberry and cream is a milk bottle in disguise. There's no <laughs> – it's just a red milk bottle, really, because the the, the, the flavour is exactly the same as the milk bottle, whereas the peaches and cream, the orange actually has some flavour. I don't think you laboured over that tasting enough. I think you needed to really... I reckon I've eaten a million of them, so I reckon I know. But I reckon your taste buds are dead, quite frankly, from all the damage you've done to them. So this is why I sort of wanted to argue the point, and I think you've got this around the wrong way. Uh, Just because you're on a cooking show doesn't mean you're a great cook or you're a great expert in... That's exactly right. I I can't dispute that fact at all. Yeah. You've been on every reality show under the sun. (laughs) You're going on Big Brother? No, 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 no. I didn't no, audition a, for that. It's a you're pregnant, so otherwise you would have been. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm disappointed about Bananas ranking in eight, but I do appreciate the post nonetheless because it's a great debate. Yeah, I've actually got it. I think I'm going to do 
it's taking over the world. So I know people are waiting with bated breath. To, For the next one? Yeah. Um, like the shapes or like something like oh. the chip bag. You know, is there like a party mix of chips where kids go to school? And yeah, stuff like, like the snack size. Yeah, so I think I might do them. Or I was going to blind taste test, see if I could guess like Coke, Diet Coke, Pepsi and Diet Pepsi. Like blindfold and see if I could guess them. That's awesome. Have you done these? Starburst. No, no, I haven't. I've done the Cadbury Favourites, Party Mix and a Fruit Bowl. Yeah, right. Well, I think maybe the Starburst and the chips would be the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, would you like to take those? Okay, yes, I would. I need something. Most people would say so like the pink or the red, but I might mix it up a bit. Really? Well, they're, they're the obvious answers. Well, the orange They are great, can, obviously, but. The orange can leave the conversation. Like the orange? No, it's not worth it. In the end, I will eventually get to the bananas, but they just they sit there for they the last to go. Oh, so you will get to them. Well, sometimes I'll throw them out, but a lot of Turkish delight, they're gross. Oh, love. No, you're not well. <laughs> How are you doing a podcast about food if you like the well, Turkish delight? you know, like you said, it's your own sort of opinion, isn't it? Yeah, well, mine's right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, you've done the Cadbury's favourites. Yep. Again, fabulous. Turkish Delight come in at number 11. They're last. Well, they legitimately, like they legitimately don't get eaten. They're gross. Oh, God, they're like the first thing for me. No, well, well, me and you would be great then together because yes. like, you'd eat all the bad lollies and I'd eat all the good ones. Yes. Turkish Delights are awful. They're so delicious. My oh, grandfather used to take me to the Cadbury's Chocolate Factory in Hobart mm. and he would buy, and this is not a word of a lie, boxes Full of Turkish delight, and then um, again he would also buy, um, and I don't think these are made anymore. Chocolates with almonds inside of them—they sort of look like, look like little dog poos. Well, I don't know, but if my grandpa come to me with a box of Turkish delights, I'd be thrown straight back at him. <laughs> like pay payoff, scram. <laughs> I'd rather get coal in me stocking. Oh, really? Yeah, mate, they're gross. They're... Thanks for going back in time with me. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> Turkish delights aren't gross. Mind you, I haven't had one in about 20 years, so they actually probably are nice, but I just they refuse are. to eat them now. No, Maybe you've grown know. into it. Tell me about this little campaign you're doing with um, Chapel Street. Yep. Um, Dane does Chapel Street, it's called, and yep. you're basically encouraging your community over in Stonington Council to mm. get back amongst the pigeons. Yeah, well, I'm a man of the people, Ash, mm. and um, yeah, we're just come up with a concept just to Trying to help out some local businesses, obviously, with what's happening in the world currently. Um, a lot of businesses have gone belly up or are struggling. So it was just more about creating some awareness and attention that you know stores are still happening and they're still out there, whether it's pick up or takeaway or you know delivery or eating, you know whatever the business was. Just saying that they're they're still open and try and support your local business. And I understand that people. Just like businesses are going through tough times, so it's not forcing people to go out. But if you do have a little bit of extra cash around or you want to eat out, try and you know either mix it up or support your local businesses by actually going to the store because we all eat Uber Eats and we're all, you know, delivery and we're all lazy and that's the easy option. But, you know, I think they take like 30% clip of the ticket, which yeah, they do, in this time they? is pretty outrageous. You know, can't life me, I can't believe how none of these companies have gone and taken like – 10% of their margins off the PR behind it would be exceptional. And there are, I imagine not that I'm in PR or marketing, but the business would certainly go through the roof if they were giving back. And 
the fact that they I'll go give like the the restaurant a tip, like the nerve on them. Well, we'll they should say, well, we'll match it or you know something like that to yeah. try and give back. But I mean, it was more just going actually to the business and giving them all the money instead of ordering the easy way through. So we actually at home now will. We'll go on Uber Eats and see what we want and then go on their website. Yeah, call directly. Or, yeah, and see if they've if they don't have it well then you obviously have to go through one of those third party channels. But but yeah, it was a fun little campaign. I think we did twelve or thirteen little Instagram videos, whatever you want to call them. So So you are in hospitality though, despite talking about mm. um takeaways and whatnot. You've had to close your pub for mm. the time being. Yeah. Has yeah. that been Impactful, uh, financially or yes, financially. Um, well, yeah, obviously, yes. But you know, thankfully, we're still going okay. So, you know, we're going better than a lot of people have. So, you know, where a tattoo shop opens, I don't know when you're putting this out, but um, I'd imagine the tattoo shop will be open by the time this comes out. So, that'll be back. You know, the the bar's unfortunately gone, and we won't open again until we can actually be full because there's no point, no point of being open for a hundred. Just We'll lose money. So if we get the rooftop open again, um, you know, it's 300, 350. So we're looking at September, October. But it hasn't impacted my life one bit, to be honest. Um, I can't go there, obviously. So yeah. I didn't drink for eight to ten weeks. So health-wise, it's probably great that it will shut down. So I don't have I to think so. So I don't have to go there. But um, listen, it hasn't really impacted my life. Yeah, the cash is gone from there. But – We'll be back. We'll, we'll, we will open again. We're not going to go under, which is good. Now, Thankfully, because the thing just burnt down. Then you've yeah, so rebuilt had, it again. So I've had some, yeah, it's been fun. We've been, we're open. <laughs> I think we purchased it in 2015. We're week from opening. Grand final weekend, it burnt down. Then we took two years to rebuild. We've been open just over two years and Corona hit us. So it wasn't great timing, but we will come back. Now, how people spend and how people go out may change. We don't, no one knows. No one knows what's going to happen with how the world will reopen up, but we will be back, or no matter what happens now, whether when and what capacity, who knows, but um, we will certainly open again and hopefully people come out and, and want to have a beer because I think, you know, with Corona and stuff, like, you know, life's too short, so you might as well enjoy it. Mm. You're listening to Tuesday with Ash Pollard, thanks to Red Energy, 100% Australian electricity and gas, that's Red Energy. Any kind of childhood cuisine that really... Positive or negative? Well, any of it. Back in the day, I don't know, the times changed, but it was like, you know, Thursday night was this, Friday night was this, Sunday, oh. you know, so it was like a routine sort of thing. Growing up, I, was, I played sport. Um, you a, know, food, like, a food week? Yeah. What's, I, what's Monday? Well, I'm getting to it, Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm telling a story. Oh. Relax. Apologies. Um, Jesus. <laughs> Let me on, he's interrupting me. So... I played. Am I allowed to go here or? Absolutely. So I played sport, mm. Ash. Mm-hmm. So just relax. And then, so Friday night was was rep basketball. Saturday was morning was cricket. Saturday Arvo was basketball. Sunday was football. When I was a kid, and eventually realised that I wasn't going to be an NBA player because I was. Dad was driving me all around the country, all around Victoria, you know, and I was playing like three or four minutes a game, like Friday night. So that got the ass. And then Saturday I was horrible at cricket, <laughs> so I got the boo. Then I was just. Football Sundays and basketball Saturday Arvos. But um, bringing it back to food, Ash, sorry. Um, so I don't know how most households were like this, but 20 was a, on my 36. So, you know, 26 years, you know, as a kid, you know, 25 years ago, 
you know, we had sort of like set meals, you know, every night. So, you know, Monday through Wednesday or something was, you know, it was a bit different. But it was sort of like Friday night, were, Thursday night was Singapore noodles, and I haven't, I haven't eaten them again. Uh, Dad used to say, um, I haven't eaten Singapore noodles in my life since I moved out. Uh, <laughs> oh, they, they were... So dad, dad gets by in the kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, so they were your dad's. So dad would cook them. They were gross. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, were, they were nice, but I just I was sick of sick to death of them. And like we take the piss out of him now. But thing it was like Singapore noodles Friday night. Then it was like Friday night was fish and chips, mm. which was you know, which was magnificent. Magnificent. Obviously. Saturday night was pasta. You know, because I was playing footy the next day. Sunday was uh, Chinese, I think. So take out. So and then like Monday we have like a steak night. Um, then Tuesday was I can't remember, but I just remember Singapore noodles everywhere. And me and my sister were like, oh, Jesus, not again, <laughs> bloody hell. So we'd have to you know fall sat down. But um, then like we got to the weekend. It was bag bowl Saturday before footy was great. Um, you know fish and chips, obviously everyone loves, and Chinese was. Was spot on too. Are you just a, a regular flake, beer battered flake? Yeah, I'll go potato cakes, obviously chips, dim sims. Pickled I'll probably, onion? I'll probably get. Yeah, I don't mind a pickled onion. I'll probably get a grilled. I'll probably get one of each fish, like a grilled and battered. Like as you know, you go on the fish shop, fish and chips. Shop, you're over order by. You know, you throw out forty bucks worth of fish and chips just because. You, oh, jeez, I want one of them. I want one mm. of them. The, the menu looks so good. <laughs> Actually, I will have a pizza from the fish and chip shop. Bugger it. Why not? I actually feel like a slice of margarita. And then oh, I'll have a chicken sinsel burger and give me 15 dim sims and seven <laughs> potato cakes and five bucks worth of chips. And, you know, you end up, oh, look, I see Lucky's magnificent. I'll have one of them too. You give me four bits of fish. I'll have, you know, 10 pickled onions. Give it to me. They come in about eight bags and thinking they're having a party for 30. It's just fantastic sitting on the couch. You know, like, oh. I was a big in the belly there. I've eaten half a bite of a potato cake and I'm done. So. Uh, but I love fish and chips, obviously. And if you don't, you're not Australian, you should be kicked out of the country. Mm. It's very British, isn't it, too? I don't know. Well, I thought it was Australian, but obviously it must be British. I guess we fight for that, don't we? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I've never had a fight with anyone over fish and chips, but, um, <laughs> apart I from would. a seagull. But... I would. Mm-hmm. I'm that passionate about my fish and chips. Oh, yeah. Oh, what yeah. do you go for? I, I'm, I'm strangely, because Queensland is very, that's where I'm from, very uh, into their fish and chips. But what they do do in Queensland, which they don't do in Victoria, is they crumb their fish and deep fry it. So it's not just a beer batter, mm. it's an actual crumb. Mm. And that is a game changer. So I don't do beer battered fish. No. I don't do battered fish like that. No, it has to be crumbed and deep fried. There you go. Did you go to jail? No, I've been arrested, but I'm. I been but you haven't jail. spent time in a jail cell. Too pretty for jail. Yeah. Let's just say you you've gone to jail for whatever, okay. and you find yourself on death row because you've done, what done? A, another offensive comment to someone, and it just hasn't gone down well. Everyone's oh. sick of you now, and they put you on death row. What's your last meal? Well, mate, if some people had their way, you probably would be on death row for <laughs> making offensive comments. If some people in Australia had their way. Well, that's a conversation for another day, Ash. I don't want to get you in the news for Thank bringing you. up my old stuff. But, geez, my meal. Well, randomly enough, you know when we had to do, to fill out the booklet for the jungle and, you know, favourite foods and snacks and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I didn't fill it out because I couldn't be bothered. Oh. Um, that's why the movie, my favourite movie, Babe 2, was my favourite movie when we had to watch it for my birthday. I'd never seen it before. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, 
babe, two pig in the city. I didn't feel I didn't feel anybody. I couldn't be bothered. So Excellent I had my manager earn his money. Twenty mm-hmm. percent of doing nothing. It wasn't bad for him in that gig, but I didn't fill it out. And he put steak and mashed potatoes as my, you know, you know, just a steak. But because we had red meat all the time in there, but when I got out, the last thing I felt like was eating oh. a steak. Like so, I would have had. Like I would have wanted like a big bowl of pasta or something like because we didn't have any of that in there. It was just you know red meat or alligator or ostrich anus, <laughs> things like that. Um, ostrich anus wasn't you know, wasn't, wasn't that bad. Wasn't the worst anus I've well, ever no. eaten. So no. it was all right. <laughs> you yeah. ate a tarantula. Yeah, I did eat a tarantula. Yeah, um, it was crispy. It wasn't too bad. The tarantula. Um, when I bit into its stomach, like the it's you said ins- it had a creamy bottom. Yeah, it's, yeah, it did. Um, its insides were like cream cheese and stuff like that. It was, <laughs> it was all right. Um, you know, what about, we digress. What, um, are you, what are you eating before you yeah, get sentenced? So, tell a story again, Ash. Like, you invite <laughs> me on this podcast, let me tell my stories. Sorry. Um, so it would probably be like a, a pastor because it was, I haven't been to jail. Um, something hopefully I don't go there, but if I eventually end up there, um, I'll imagine jail food would be like just you know, meat, one serving of meat, and like. I don't know, maybe you don't, probably don't get salads, but it'd probably be pretty basic. So I would imagine their so throw would be like a big, you know, chicken risotto or like a big pasta meal or something like that because mm. I don't think you get that. So coming, what I said, coming back from the jungle, we'd eat red meat all the time. And one thing I craved was like carbs and stuff like that. So it would probably be a big bowl of pasta. Now it's not my favorite dish. Like if I had to have one, it'd probably be, I think Japanese is probably my favorite cuisine. Like, I think if I had one cuisine to live on for the rest of your life, it would probably be Japanese. Mm. But for one just pig-out meal, probably be like a huge bowl of pasta or a risotto or something, just like real carby like that. And then, I'd agree. Then they'd give me the needle and I'd see you later. Yep. Because you, you're a chef or – I'm not a chef. A tally chef or – do you eat food out and critique it like I could do better or you eat for the enjoyment or do you go out and go, like, I no. could do way better than this or, or you actually eat for the enjoyment or do you eat to critique and think, I could do better than this. No, I eat to enjoy it. But what frustrates me immensely is that if I go to a restaurant and I'm paying top dollar Mm. and the food is subpar, Mm. like I went to a pub not that long ago and I- Yeah, name and shame it or- No. No. I ordered pork belly. Why not? It was the most horrendous Name pork. Oh. Help them feedback. I'll it's, tell you it's, it's where. Not, <laughs> it's not positive, nor is it negative. It's just feedback. It could help them. They I might can't, go under. I can't remember what it was called, yeah, but it bullshit. was in Port Melbourne. Yeah, okay. And it was just the most heinous pork belly I've ever eaten. And the chef should be ashamed of himself because, mm. one, that's a wasted animal. And, two, it was, like, oh, inedible and a waste okay, of so, my money. And Okay, so second part, are you someone who goes – I wouldn't fare this to me dog, I want another one. Or do you just go, oh, how was it? Oh, yeah, that was nice and just shovel it in. Because I'm like, I'd, I'd just go, yeah, how was it? And if it was absolutely honest, but yeah, that was all right, mate. Thanks. I'm just not hungry. It depends what mood I'm in and depends who I'm with because a lot of people get embarrassed by me complaining. Yeah, same. I'm sorry, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. So if, if it's a lot of money and I feel like they've done an injustice to an animal, so because I'm not a vegetarian, that's the least I can do. And if they destroy it, then I'll say something. Depends yeah. who I'm with. Yeah. And how much it's cost me. If it's just like a dirty palmer at some pub for 10 bucks, yes. I'm not going to complain because yeah, you get what you pay for. Yeah. Are you craving anything at the minute? Everything junk food. Because you're pregnant. Let's just. Yeah. yeah. Let's just preface yeah. that by yeah. saying. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to finish this segment off uh, with some Alan's lollies. I'm going to go artist. Here you go. Thanks for coming on. All right.
What a bloke. If you want to see Dane's ISO confectionery rankings, head to Instagram at DaneS84. And if you'd like to ask me a question, head to my Instagram, ashpollard underscore underscore, just like Alina has in Portsea. Alina says, Ash, I'm planning to cook a dinner for a new love interest. What would you recommend that's easy but will impress him? This is a cinch for me because I'm known for trapping men in my fabulous recipes. I once made a muscle pot. So I just went down to the market, grabbed a kilo of mussels, which often costs $7, so it's cheap, and then uh, whack them in a pot with a beautiful tomato sauce. And Bob's your uncle. Have it with a, a beautiful crusty loaf of bread and butter, a nice wine, red or white, you choose, and uh, get ready for him to drop the knee. Thanks for listening to Tuesday with me, Ash Pollard. Thanks to Red Energy, 100% Australian electricity and gas. That's Red Energy. If you love an insightful podcast, Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series is for you. Real estate, cooking, parenting, home design, plus the sport of gardening with Dale Vine. I never thought I'd say it, Jane, but compost is on trend at the moment. It is uh, <laughs> it is as cool as a hairstyle by Dustin Martin, I can tell you. Powered by Snowy Hydro, a leader in renewable energy, switch to Aussie-owned Red Energy today. Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series, available wherever you get your podcasts and the SEN app.